Thank you, Kib. Good morning, church. I'm glad to have a few minutes to share from the Word this morning. Josh is in Peoria, Illinois, preaching at a church there. And we're in Hebrews 11 in this series called No Turning Back. And I want to introduce you to a really incredible story if you're a fan of uh, athletics or just people in general. There's a picture, uh, if you guys can go to that. This is a picture of Charlotte Brown. And Charlotte is, uh, she's out of high school now. I'm not sure what she's up to. But three or four years ago, she was a, a state champion uh, and nationally competitive high school pole vaulter. She's from Emory, Texas, about two miles east of Dallas, and she's blind, and she's a pole vaulter. Now, I don't know if you know what pole vaulting is, but I think minimally sight is required. But Charlotte, blind since uh, she had a condition that developed, uh, she had infant cataracts that developed in, when she was 16 weeks old, uh, she's, she's been blind her basically her whole life. And all she can see is like a small spot of light at the very end of a completely dark tunnel. And she's an incredible athlete. And she told her parents she was going to pole vault when she moved into ninth grade. They thought she was crazy, but they also knew her well enough to know they couldn't stop her. And so how she's made this happen uh, they've experimented with a lot of different things, but she can kind of sense contrast between dark and light. And so if you have never seen someone pole vault, they have this big long run that they have to run down on track. And <clears throat> so her coach has brought a roll of AstroTurf that's a different color than the run. And so he'll lay down AstroTurf so she'll know how to go straight so that she can see the contrast between the two, the, a light and a dark color. And then she counts her steps. And her coach also counts her steps. And when she gets to the point where she hits the step where she's supposed to pole vault, she throws her pole down and she launches herself into the air. It's, it's amazing. Uh, she cleared 11.6, which if you know anything about pole vaulting, that's really impressive. Impressive. And I think something about Charlotte Brown that I think is particularly uh, interesting for our text today is I think she's could be referred to as someone who's able to see things even without sight. Maybe a different way of saying it is she's a person of faith, a person who's able to believe in something even though she can't see it. And isn't that one of the main characteristics we as Christians have to offer the world? We're supposed to be the people who look around and instead of believing what we see is what will be, we know that a future reality is going to be better than a present reality. And so we're called to boldly cry out to the world, we believe there's hope and God will win. That's what it means to have faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for. And certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain. 
By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. And by faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, his sons, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as stars in the sky and countless as the sands on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They didn't receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. But instead... They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, and he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice, his son. He who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that if God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. And by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. 
By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. And by faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptian tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. By faith, Terry and Rosemarie show up and worship God in this room, knowing they'll be reunited with their son who tragically passed. By faith, Melanie decided to say yes to adoption and has given Sophie the gift of a family and given this church the gift of Sophie. By faith, Randy stays positive and worships God, believing that he will one day eliminate the disease that took his legs in this world. By faith, Kip stood up and led us in worship during the brokenness of his divorce and leads us still from the blessing of God's faithfulness with a marriage to Allison that radiates God's love. By faith, our church leaders hired a 27-year-old preacher over a decade ago, knowing God had prepared Josh for us and us for Josh. By faith, in 2005, our church, which used to be almost exclusively white and suburban, believed this neighborhood needed a church and that our church needed this neighborhood and decided not to move out east, but to stay and try to become a church the neighborhood would miss if we closed our doors. By faith, almost 10 years ago, we opened our building to the Boys and Girls Club at no charge, believing that this building God has given us is going to wear out before it rusts out. By faith, many generously gave money to a 316 offering, knowing there's no better way to invest our money than in God's mission in the world. And what more shall I say? I don't even have time to talk about Gideon and Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms and administered justice and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the fury of the flames, escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned into strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign enemies Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging while still others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were put to death by skins. I'm sorry, by the sword. They were about, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and holes in the ground. They were commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us, they would be made perfect. So what? If you keep on reading, there's a big therefore in Hebrews 12, 1, And this is, I think, so what? Number one, let's continue their faith legacies. 
because they're watching. They're this cloud of witnesses that hover over us and inspire us. Number two, let's quit making excuses for sin because these people of faith overcame it. They persevered. Let's stand on their shoulders and do the same. And number three, let's focus on Jesus because he showed us how to live. And anytime we focus anywhere else, we lose our footing and we lose our faith and we lose our nerve. Amen? This morning, uh, we have prayer leaders who are going to receive you all over this room. We'll have some men and women on the sides and in the back. We'll have one of our shepherds if you have something you want to bring before the whole congregation that uh, you can come and you can share needs with him up front. But I pray that this morning we will be people of faith. We will become people who know that what is is not what will be. Let's stand and let's sing.